Welcome back to the From the Sidelines podcast. Uh, we're going to do a number of things today. We're going to talk, uh, obviously, state swimming and wrestling. We're going to talk some basketball. We'll do some headlines as far as who's got what going on on their websites. And we will talk, I believe, some stock risers. Uh, I will say from the get-go that this is going to be a little off the cuff this week. No guest this week. I think uh, this is the first time in, what, three weeks we haven't had a guest? We went uh, guest, guest, no guest. So uh, you're stuck with just us today. I'm uh, Wade Evanson. Austin White is here. Andy Deekoff is here. And Tanner Russ is here as well. So we are going to talk some sports. So why don't we start by, I guess, we get into some of the headlines um, from last week. Um, I can very, very briefly get into some headlines um, from my neck of the woods. Uh, Jesuit, to no surprise, no one's surprised, won the girls and boys state swimming championships at the Metro League Swimming Championships last weekend. Um, also, Westview won the wrestling, the boys Metro League wrestling championships. Uh, they were held at Beaverton High School on Saturday. They uh, slipped by, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank on who they uh, who they slipped by there. Westview won, I believe, Mountainside was second. I'm forgetting somebody. Forget it. Uh, Westview, champs, Metro League, got to love it. Uh, and then uh, I had some uh, good basketball stuff going on last week. Um, Jesuit uh, had a big win over uh, Mountainside at the buzzer to kind of uh, what appeared to be at the time to kind of put them in the driver's seat for the Metro League Championship. Uh, what happened last night, we're recording this on Wednesday morning, uh, last night Jesuit fell to Southridge. So now you've got Jesuit uh, technically a half game ahead of three other teams in the league um, and by all accounts hold a one-game advantage over Beaverton, Mountainside, and Southridge. And Jesuit will face, assuming they can kind of win out, they'll play face Beaverton uh, at some point next week for what could be either be a, a, a sole possession of the Metro League title or a three-way tie for the Metro League title with potentially either Mountainside, Southridge, and or Beaverton. Um, and also I saw last week, and as far as the headlines out in my area, Tiger and Twalton played a great basketball game, boys, that is, uh, a week ago Tuesday, uh, where they played at Tiger, played a double overtime game, and Tualatin was able to pull it out late with a uh, Jaden Step 15-foot jumper on the baseline that, that put them ahead by two. And then, unfortunately, Tiger missed a pretty point-blank shot at the buzzer to tie that game and send it into a third overtime. But uh, those uh, – I actually, I should, I should also talk about the Pacific Conference a bit. I saw also uh, Liberty has kind of separated themselves to the second-best team in the boys' side of the – Pacific Conference basketball standings. Uh, Sherwood is kind of the cream of the crop in that league, but then you've got Liberty and then everybody else for the most part after that. So uh, I did a feature on Liberty. You can find that on the Hillsborough News Times website, uh, talking about Liberty and kind of how they've kind of built their team uh, from a young squad uh, into, you know, now a somewhat veteran team as the season reaches the postseason, which, you know, that's a team that's pretty interesting, I think, going into the state playoffs because they've got some guys who can score. Uh, they play pretty good, um, reasonable defense. They don't have a lot of height, but uh, you know that's a team that I wouldn't be shocked if they get a proper seating that they could beat a potentially a, you know a, a nine, ten, eleven ranked team, depending on who they who they kind of stumble into. But they'll at least give somebody a game. So those are the headlines out in my neck of the woods. I I, I didn't touch on the Pacific Conference Wrestling Championships because Newberg won everything. Um, I think they finished like 430 points or something along those lines in the Pacific Conference Wrestling uh, Championships, which is pretty crazy. I think Century was second, Forest Grove third, 
I think, uh, you know, Century actually qualified a number of guys from state, so uh, good for them. And McMinnville won this Pacific Conference Swimming Championships. Congratulations to McMinnville. Not one of my teams, so uh, they didn't get a lot of action on, on my uh, websites. Who now would like to talk about their headlines from last week? Austin, you'd like to uh, get into what was going on in the big city of Portland? Sure can. Uh, you know, first, going to have a story on uh, Grant Boys basketball. It's not up yet, but uh, kind of their complete turnaround. Uh, Dondrell Campbell, their head coach, you know, he was at Cleveland for a number of years, turned that program around and turned them into PIL champions for the first time in 60 years. And, you know, this year he went over to Grant and had pretty much an entirely new squad. You know, he brought one kid with him, Christian Green, from that Cleveland squad. Uh, but this is pretty much all these kids are new to varsity. They're obviously new to Don Drail because he wasn't there. And, you know, they started the season kind of rough. They went to the, the Schwab and I think they got one win. I think they beat that late invite Washington team. But, you know, this was a team that looked like, okay, this is probably just going to be a rebuilding year, but absolutely not. You know, now they're 12 and 10. They're nine and four in the PIL, uh, which they're a half game behind Benson which could end up in, with Grant being in third place. You know, they're the third highest ranked team in the PIL now, sitting at 19. So, yeah, going to have a cool story on Grant, just how, you know, Dondrell Campbell continues to be an excellent young coach kind of in the Portland area. Uh, as far as the swimming and wrestling, I'll, I'll get into that more, but uh, we had Cleveland boys wrestling. They won for the 100th year in a row, the PIL league title, just – it was a little closer this year. Jefferson was close in second, but, you know, Cleveland's built the dominant wrestling program in the city and continues to win. And a fun little note from that was uh, Haley Van competed as well. Uh, and she took third in I, what was, I believe, the 126th weight class. Uh, might have been Wade. I, I think I was talking with someone, a couple of people about if Haley can compete in both the girls and boys side, but she cannot. She's got to choose one. Uh, and I would imagine she chooses the girls, but <laughs> she could she could be pretty damn good on the boys' side, too. Uh, she lost her semifinal match by a 4-3 decision, I believe, too. The kid who went on to win the the uh, weight class. So, yeah, fun fun to see Haley Van kicking the boys' butts, too. Uh, swimming, you had uh, Lincoln and Grant. They took home the two titles there. Uh, nothing too shocking with those two schools winning, but, you know, there's going to be a number of kids there. Obviously, from you know, I cover all the PIL, so all those kids are kids that I cover and care about going to state. But I'll get into those names, specific names, a little later. But uh, those are the big prep headlines here. Andy, I, I see you. Do you want to get us up next? Yeah, maybe. Sorry, some technical difficulties. On yeah, my got, end. I'm not sure what happened there. The um, mute button didn't want to hear him. No, it sure didn't. Um, all right. So some of my headlines, um, you know, and some of the craziness in the early week before districts happened, uh, I saw a couple basketball games last week. Um, so I ended up doing a, a feature on the Lake Oswego girls basketball team. Uh, you know, they're not they're not going to win the Three Rivers League this year for sure. Uh, and, you know, you might look at this team's record, which uh, has quite a few more uh, losses than wins and think you know what, what what are you doing writing about this team well they've already 
won more games. Uh, they've, I think, doubled their win total from last year, where they went four and nineteen and didn't win a game in in the Three Rivers League. Um, you know, this year they're two and eight in in the Three Rivers League. They swept St. Mary's. Um, they've got eight wins, so they've got an eight and twelve record. You know, at an OSA ranking thirty seven isn't you know putting them into the playoffs at the moment, but you know. I think the big thing for this Lake Oswego team is that they're making progress uh, and that it's a really young team that only has one senior on it. So a lot of the kind of things that this team is building uh, throughout the year, they're going to be able to kind of bring this back and and improve upon it going forward. So looks like the Lake Oswego basketball, pro, you know, girls basketball program might be turning itself around a little bit. So I, uh, you know, just kind of did a little feature on them, talked with uh, Coach Caitlin Jackson, talked with Annie Sale, uh, one of the the juniors on the team. And, uh, yeah, just kind of found out a little bit more about what they're doing and, and kind of how the turnarounds come about. So that one's on the Lake Oswego Review website. Uh, later in the week, I saw Gladstone basketball, uh, Gladstone boys, uh, playing in kind of a crucial mid-table game uh, in the Tri-Valley Conference against Madras. Uh, they, they won that game, and one of their seniors, uh, Cohen Daves, went for 32 points in the game. Um, just uh, really a standout player, you know, on his own. Kind of, he, he's certainly not as big as uh, as a Winters Grady. He's not tall and kind of built quite the same way. But he went out and was kind of finding his own shot in a way that kind of reminded me uh, a bit. And maybe it's just that they also sort of looked sort of similar. But I don't know. That was kind of a, you know, it seemed like I was seeing a small school uh, standout, really, you know, at, at Gladstone, watching him go off for all those points and just, just kind of the confidence that not only him, but, you know, his teammates were shooting with two for a while there. Uh, Carver Melema, another senior, had a great game for Gladstone as well. Uh, and then they, you know, so I wrote a little bit about their seniors and how they were, you know, ready for this senior night battle uh, that took place Tuesday night. Uh, last night, as we're speaking about this right now, uh, against Crook County uh, is who they faced. And that's, you know, the undefeated Tri-Valley champion. Um, this wasn't part of the story because it was posted, you know, Tuesday morning. But Crook County went and beat Gladstone, or sorry, other way around. Gladstone went and beat Crook County uh, to, you know, give them their first Tri-Valley loss. Gladstone now sits at uh, in a clear second place, a game above this kind of three-way tie for third behind them. Um, so yeah, Gladstone's kind of making their move right now. Uh, they they struggled a little bit there in the middle of the season. Um, lost a couple that they didn't feel like they should have lost. A couple one-possession games to Crook County and the Dalles on the road. Um, and now you know they're 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 back in there. They're kind of surging here at the end, getting wins over Madras, Crook County. I think they have another game against the Dallas this week. Um, but, you know, they I don't know if they'll be able to get the, the Tri-Valley crown, but they're certainly improving their seating quite a bit. And they're just their confidence level as they go into the playoffs. So, um, you know, I, I think the Gladstone girls basketball program is a little bit of a known quantity, uh, at least on kind of the statewide maybe angling for a state championship level don't sleep on the boys team now because they are certainly good and they've got 
the kind of guys who can suddenly blow up uh, and go for 30 on a given night against you. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then, you know, after Friday, it was all district, baby. Uh, so just a ton of a ton of stuff. I didn't actually see any swimming live myself um, just because there was so much else to do. But uh, we had Lake Oswego boys win a team title in Three Rivers League. Lake Ridge girls won a team title in the Three Rivers League. Uh, the Nelson boys, uh, I think they had like. I mean, they definitely won the team title on the in the boys Mount Hood conference race. I think they had seven individual titles plus like three relay wins. It was crazy. They just they they went absolutely wild on the boys side at Nelson. Um, Quinlan Gould is their senior. Mason Hopper's a junior, and Drew Eubanks a freshman. They were both double champions uh, in their. Yeah, I said Drew Eubanks. I'm seeing some of these guys light up. Not not the Portland Trailblazers guy. He might be a good swimmer, though. Those tall guys, you know, they got reach. But uh, no, this is a freshman at uh, Nelson High School, Drew Eubanks. Um, but yeah, they both won two district titles, uh, you know, in individual races, or all three of those guys did. So pretty, pretty awesome showing there from Nelson. I have a feeling they are going to have at least two state champions out of that group, probably a third. I think Eubanks will be one of the freshman state champs that you see this year uh, at 6A, but we'll see. Uh, as far as 5A, Wilsonville did pretty well in their uh, meet. They had a few folks moving on to the state finals. Uh, Helena Jones and Steve Kambongsa, uh kind of led the way for the girls and boys side. Um, although that meet kind of had some interlopers, these new teams uh, showing up who hadn't necessarily been there before. So um, Hood River Valley can be, they sort of showed up and uh, took over a little bit there in the NWOC swim department. And uh, I'll probably let Tanner speak to that a little bit more here in a second. Um, last thing to finish up for my headlines, I'll talk about stock risers a little bit more, but um, Westland Wrestling, Dominant in Three Rivers League. Uh, Clackamas Wrestling crowned a f like four district champs. They're sending a bunch of guys on the state. Uh, but Sandy really, I, I believe, went crazy at the uh, Mount Hood Wrestling. And uh, big team depth win there for Sandy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that was, uh, that was the headlines, you know, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, some stuff I'm working on right now has to do with cheerleading because I had uh, Gladstone win the state championship in cheerleading. And I've got a story coming out on Aubrey Halawati and the Gladstone cheer team. She's a four-time state champ now. So going to be featuring her. Uh, also had Lake Ridge and West Lynn take second uh, in the 6A department uh, at the cheer state championships. So I got a little story coming out on them as well. But we'll talk more about them probably next week. Um, after I've written them and they've turned into headlines. But for now, I'm going to pass this off to Tanner so he can uh, wrap up what he saw last week. Yeah, buddy. Um, so talking about those carpetbaggers moving into the Northwest Oregon Conference, um, Canby Girls, uh, first ever appearance at a 5A district swim meet, take gold, um, had a bunch of 
uh, individual uh, title winners. They had three relay teams, the 200 medley, the 400 freestyle, and the boys uh, 400 freestyle take home district gold. Um, the girls teams were made up of Allison Yancey, Karina Sawatsky, Avery Kinonen, and uh, Kali Mole. And then uh, on the other team, it was Yancey, Amanda Yancey, Kinonen, and Mole. And then the boys team was made up of um, Isaac Beck, Ethan Beck, Andrew Hayhurst, and Kai Lattinen. Um, so they're all going to be going in uh, and going to be pretty high seated, I think. I know the 200 medley relay, they had the third fastest time in the state. Um, they're a few seconds behind Mountain View, but they're only one second behind Crescent Valley, so they should uh, fare pretty well at state. Um, in terms of individual champions for Canby at that swim meet, you had um, Allison Yancey take first in the 200 IM and the 100 backstroke. Um, and then I'm assuming her sister, uh, Amanda Yancey, took first in the 500 freestyle and the 100 breaststroke. Uh, and Kinonen took first in the 100 butterfly and Kai Lattinen took first in the 200 IM. So, um, and the boys team at that swim meet also, they took second place. Just like a really impressive showing from Canby there. Um, they looked, they looked really good. Um, in other, let's see, God, there were so many districts this past weekend. Um, in other uh, district news, um, Newburgh had some state qualifiers for their swim meet. I don't have their names on the top of my head, but I know that Newburgh will be represented there. Um, uh, Kennedy took second at the boys wrestling district that they participated in out in either Legrand or Lapine. Um, and Adam Beltran was one of their district champions. Um, Jervis will have a state qualifier. Um, on their boys wrestling team, joining Soraya Zapata on their girls wrestling team. Um, and God, there were so many things. I It's like kind of like scattershot all over the place. So I don't have too many of them, but I have roundups um, that are up there or will be up there soon. Um, so go and check those out on the various uh, websites. The Newberg Graphic, Woodburn Independent, Malala Pioneer, and Canby Herald. Um, yeah, and then in like non-swimming and wrestling district news, uh, Canby boys basketball picked up a you know pretty sizable win over Centennial, beat them 84-59, and have looked like a totally different team since starting out three and eleven. They're now fourth in the NWAC. Um, Connor Gensman leading that team uh, to a pretty respectable eight and twelve. Uh, this was you know a team that lost. Seven straight at one point, and then just kind of figured things out. Um, is winning the games they need to win, um, picking up upset wins from time to time, and they've got a real chance to to win out. You know, they've already beat Wilsonville, who's ahead of them in the league standings. Um, they were competitive against LaSalle Prep. Uh, they've already beaten Milwaukee, and they were close against Putnam. So, can be boys basketball looking real good, uh, and the can be girls basketball team also looking pretty strong one four straight after you know a two and four stretch two and five stretch down the road so um they're gonna be uh, a tough out as well and um be interesting to see how uh that shakes out on the girls side um yeah those are that's kind of my my wrap up right there so wade that's me we can probably get into uh this week i mean as we kind of go through it um, we're going to get into stock risers here in a, in a minute, but 
Uh, we need to touch a little bit on, you know, this week's the state wrestling, or excuse me, the state swimming championships, which start for, uh, Friday and Saturday. They're Friday and Saturday. And, um, you know, I'll be out there for sure. We've got, you know, Jesuit is probably the the, the favorite in the house to to win, uh, likely on the boys and girls side. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of schools with a lot of good swimmers. I know that I've got I've got swimmers from, you know, virtually all of my schools out here. I know Forest Grove's got, I think, a total of eight people um, or eight spots in the state state swimming meet that they're they're sending. So they're hoping to get a, 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 a placer or two. And they're pretty fired up about that. I know Glencoe's got um, a couple of good swimmers. Uh, I'm getting the kid's first name now. It escapes me. However, Steiner is his last name from Glencoe, and, and uh, he's a, uh, uh, a butterfly and breaststroke swimmer, and he's got a chance to place uh, fairly high, I think, in uh, those two events. And so uh, if you're a swimming fan, uh, a lot of action out of Tualatin Hills Park and Rec District in Beaverton this, this Friday and Saturday uh, in all classifications, I believe. Um, is that right? Is that the uh, all classifications that are out there? Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, Saturday is a full day for us. Uh, from a swim perspective and then uh, the following weekend and I think next week we'll probably get into this on the podcast in regards to um, kind of a build up for the state wrestling championships which go Thursday through Saturday of next week um, which is crazy because they're going to have all classifications and the girls uh, going nuts out there starting on Thursday and going through Saturday so uh, that's a really cool event even if you're not a huge wrestling fan which um you know, Nick Strang uh, of last week's fame would be a, a would would say shame the devil in regards to what I'm about to say. But I'm not a huge wrestling fan. <laughs> uh, but the state wrestling tournament is awesome. Like it really is. Uh, and if you're just a fan of sport, I think it's a really cool event to go check out. It's at the Coliseum downtown and and they kind of run everybody out there. They typically got actually I'm not sure how they're going to do it this year with the way they're kind of splitting some stuff up. But, um, you know, three, four matches going on minimum. Uh, at the same time, all championship bouts, uh, which is super cool. Um, you know, and those kids, they work hard, man. That wrestling is a tough sport. So uh, if you're a fan of sport, really go check that out. Uh, but we'll get into that next week more uh, more, more than, more than so than this week. But uh, I'll get into my stock risers here. And I really got two. I touched on one earlier with the Liberty Boys basketball team. I watched it play Century last week. And, again, they've, they've got a, a vice grip on the second place. Uh, spot in the Pacific Conference, and really they played Sherwood, who's who's kind of peaking right now. Uh, they played them a week ago and played them tough. I think it was a three or four point game in the final two minutes, uh, and they they took some encouragement from that. But uh, their their head coach was quick to tell me that uh, you know that was not something that they considered to be a win. You know they wanted to win the game. They don't go into any game thinking they're trying to look for a um, you know some sort of encouragement, if you will. But you know they're there to win the game. They didn't do that, and that that upset them. But it also give them some confidence going forward as we get towards the play, state playoffs. And like I said, I'm not sure. I'm going to try to look right now and see what their ranking is. I think last week when I looked, they were 24th. Um, you know, and if you're 24, you'd play the nine, I suppose, in the first round of the state playoffs, which would be, you know, not obviously you're playing a good team in that situation. But, you know, if they could find their way up into maybe like a 22 spot and get a shot on 11. You know, they're a team, and so they're 25 right now, so that bodes worse for that. Um, that would pit them against, as we speak, the number eight-seeded South Medford Panthers. Um, 
and I know very little about South Medford, so that's a game that I can't really speak to. But looking at those teams in that area, you know, you got South Medford, you got Central Catholic, you've got Clackamas. You know, they played Clackamas and they got beat early in the year, but they also talked about that as a game that they would love to play again because they feel like they're an entirely different team now. And, you know, and they've got that team is built around a number of different guys, but primarily, you know, sophomore James Kefkin is their leading scorer. Uh, he's got a great outside shot, but also he's been a guy who's been getting into the paint more as his seasons progress, and they've tried to get him to do that. Um, and then Donovan Crowder and Tyler Bradford are both guys who who that team is kind of, you know, they're the engine of that team, those three guys, really. But, uh, you know, they they play a really unselfish brand of basketball. They try to get after you defensively, but, again, their Achilles heel is the fact that they don't have a ton of height. Uh, so they have to kind of do with energy, which they do. Uh, so that's a team that I think that might give somebody a problem in the first round of the playoffs. And I think their goal is to obviously get through that first round. Last year, they got beat in the first round, but this year they feel like they're a little better equipped. So that's a team, the Liberty Boys basketball team that I, I have kind of on the rise. And then my next one is the Banks wrestling team. Uh, in this case, the Banks boys wrestling team. They they wrestled at their regional last week and and finished second to Yamhill Carlton. But I know they were a little surprised they, they were second primarily because they had seven individual champions. And typically, if you have seven individual champions, you're going to win. But they did not. So uh, they finished second to Yamhill Carlton. But they're pretty excited because they're sending 12 guys to state. And I know being the 3A this year opposed to the 4A has kind of gotten them away from a couple, couple juggernauts uh, when it comes to team competition. So being in that 3A, you know, they feel like yeah, they're going there to win a trophy and they feel like they have an outside chance to win the whole thing, which is something that I don't think they felt like is, was really feasible over the last handful of years. So uh, the Banks Boys wrestling team, they're on the rise, and uh, I know they're excited. And I'm excited to watch them at the state wrestling meet here in a couple of weeks. Austin, you want to talk about your stock risers? Sure can. I've got some names I'm going to run through pretty quickly. Uh, I'll start with swimming since that's what's on the docket this weekend. Uh, you know, like I said, obviously tons of qualifiers, but there's a few names to uh, keep your na- keep your eye on. Uh, the biggest one is Thomas Olson from Park Rose. I believe he's a junior this year and last year as a sophomore. Uh, won a couple state titles for the first time. He was the first Park Rose swimmer to do that in, I believe it was at least 20 plus years. Uh, and he's back again this year. He's got the top times uh, for the 200 free and the 500 free. Uh, so he's going to be a lot of fun to see this weekend, see if he can, you know, kind of continue to build off of what he set the foundation for last year. On uh, his team, teammate, Julian Hernandez, he came close last year as well at State. Didn't win, but um, he's back in the 100 fly and the 100 back. I believe the 100 back, he's got the second best time. So he's got he's got a chance, too, to kind of join Thomas up there on top of the podium as well. Uh, another one that uh, could be in line for a state title this weekend is Dalton Sicken, Sicon from Central Catholic. Uh, she is the top seed in the fi- in the 50 free. Uh, she's also competing in the 100 free, but uh, 50 free is her her top deal there. So she could be bringing home a title for Central Catholic potentially. A uh, couple, couple more names. You've got Charlotte Ames uh, from St. Mary's Academy. She's in the 200 IM, 100 fly. She's got some top five uh, times in there. You've got Henry Cannon from Ida B. Wells. He's He's got some times in 200 free and 100 free that could land him to a podium spot. Uh, and you've also got Charlotte Ducanios. Canos? 
it's an interesting one. <laughs> Charlotte, though, she's in the 100 free from Lincoln. Uh, I believe her time is the third best time in 6A there. So uh, could be a, a medal finish for her. You've also got Bao Biong from David Douglas. Uh, top three time in the 100 breaststroke. He's got a chance to uh, do something for the Scots there. So swimming, those are those are some of the Portland area schools, swimmers to keep an eye on. Uh, and this last week from wrestling as well, uh, same kind of deal, obviously, PIL. I care about all those kids that made it. Um, some of the Mount Hood schools as well. But a couple I wanted to highlight here, you've got uh, Cottrell Preston from Jefferson. Uh, he competed most of the year at 126, but for uh, districts went down to 120, and for state he'll be at 120. Uh, he won the 120 weight class uh, for the PIL. He was a top 10 wrestler at 126, so you know dropping down a weight class, he might be able to make some noise here at state, kind of unexpectedly. Uh, running through this list, you've got Logan Medford, who I've mentioned on here before. Uh, he's great at 138. Could definitely do some damage, be a semifinalist or even more at, at that 138 level. Uh, you've also got Kai Sugawa from Grant, 145 champ in the PIL uh, tournament. He could do some damage as well. Anthony Linares, I believe I've mentioned him as well uh, before, from David Douglas. He won at 170. Uh, another kid, though, that dropped down, he was at 182, and I he was a top five wrestler, 182 in the Oregon Wrestling.net rankings. Um, so he's dropped down a weight class to kind of see what he can do and, you know, probably give himself maybe a little bit easier run to a title because 182 has got a kid from West Lynn. What is it, Raid, Raid Maker? Is that how you say it, Andy? <laughs> yeah, Rademaker. Rademaker, yeah. Yeah, Anthony didn't want to go against him, so he went down to 170, which, you know, don't blame him. Because uh, the other guy I was going to mention as well is Demario Gonzalez from Roosevelt, who uh, I believe did the same thing. He was at 182. Now he's at 170. Won the PIL 170 uh, district title. So he could be making a run as well. You've got Lane Schaefer from McDaniel, who's a 195 champ and ranked in the top five there. And the last one I got is Stephen Ramos from David Douglas. He won the Mount Hood 220 title. Top five kid there in the rankings. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that probably not too many team titles coming for either state swimming or wrestling out of out of the city. But there's a number of individuals who are going to be interesting to watch, see if they can bring home an individual title in these sports. Oh, Tanner unmuted. You want to go next? Yeah, I beat Andy to it. Uh, Quick on the draw. Buddy. Um, yeah, my stock riser, uh, I'm going to focus on a couple basketball teams. Um, first one is Kennedy, um, who like two a stalwart, but like, um, you know, fall into fourth in league, um, kind of, you know, uh, not as, not as high up as I thought they were going to be this year. Certainly not as high up as they thought they were going to be this year, but, um, they put together a nice little win streak heading into their, into their Tri-River Conference, um, you know, league playoffs. Um, and they last night uh, beat a solid Willamina team by 25 points. Um, earlier in the season, Willamina played them close. Uh, Kennedy only beat them by five. And, um, you know, it was like Kennedy's beating like the teams they needed to beat, like soundly, but it's like those teams that are like kind of creeping up towards the upper edge of their, uh, um, towards the upper half of their conference. Uh, 
that Kennedy was like playing close, you know, maybe closer than they should have. And they just uh, absolutely put it to Willamina last night. Um, looked really good. Play Salem Academy next. Um, they lost to Salem Academy earlier in the season, but only by four points after giving up, um, you know, a fourth quarter comeback in the final three minutes. So I think Kennedy is kind of figuring things out at the right time, is playing um, probably their best basketball right now, which is like, it's a perfect time to do it, you know, uh, playoffs are creeping up. So um, I wanted to, I wanted to shout them out because I think they're, they're putting it together when they need to. And then I also wanted to shout out the North Marion girls basketball team who, uh, you know, are ranked 24th in the state at 4A, but with the way that 4A works, um, they, if the rankings hold and they can, you know, win out against Newport and Sweet Home, um, very real possibility, could sneak into the play-in round, um, you know, uh, which would be like a good a good first step in in rebuilding your program. Um, you know, Kyle Buse has got them uh, competing, um, not looking. You know, a f- five and seventeen right now is like it's not great, but it's it's way better than they were last year. So I think um, if they can hang on and like make a postseason appearance, I think that'll do wonders for these girls um, confidence going forward. Um, so I wanted to point those two out and then um, just briefly up at six, eight Newburgh uh, swept by McMinnville in the season series on the girls side, um, but handled Liberty last night or was that last night or another night, but beat Liberty at Liberty. Um, and sits at second in the Pacific Conference. They got three very winnable games to close out that conference. And, um, you know, if if something happened to the rankings, they could potentially host a first-round playoff game, which I think would be good for that school as well. So I think just in terms of, like, where these schools uh, were last year, or in Kennedy's case, uh, were at the beginning of this year and where they are now, I think, um, they are they are moving in a positive direction. So I wanted to show those teams though. So uh, yeah, so big stock risers. I had a couple of freshmen, um, you know, do do really well last week at their various district events. Uh, a couple that I wanted to shout out, you know. So I already talked about Drew Eubanks uh, Nelson swimming um, at Oregon City swimming. Uh, Devin Reeves won a district title, was one of the few non-Lake Oswego uh, or Lake Ridge or West Lynn swimmers to do so. Uh, Devin Reeves won the girls 50 free, um, was the only one under 25 seconds to do it. And let me just double check here. I'm going to look at the uh, girls 50 free prelim sheet. Uh, so Austin had talked about uh, Dalton Sicken from uh, Central Catholic, who is the top seed senior there. Uh, Devin Reeves is seventh seed. So, you know, a little further down there, but the top rated freshman in that group. Um, so, you know, just wanted to kind of give a shout out there also to um, the Lake Ridge girls relays, which are pretty young, but. Like, there's no seniors, I don't believe, on any of their relay teams, uh, but they are seated second in the girls' 200 uh, medley relay, second in the girls' 
200 freestyle relay and i believe second in the 400 freestyle relay uh so they're going to be right in the mix for you know definitely state medals but even maybe potentially state titles and all of those um and it's you know there's a couple juniors in the mix a lot of it's sophomores and freshmen now uh, and a lot of those are coming from the Lake Ridge uh, Girls Water Polo Program, which just won the first state title in school history earlier this year. Um, so there's kind of a, a cool little synergy there going on between uh, the, this water polo program and, you know, now bleeding into the swim program. Um, I know that Lake Ridge is a team that kind of dominated in a lot of the league meets uh by way of team depth that's a little harder to do at the state championships once you get there and you don't have your full team swimming you know three four entries in every race but uh this relay team or you know this this group of relay swimmers uh that includes juniors uh, sephora strunheit ray dodson sophomores sydney Branvold, and jessica paulson and freshman Zoe Chen, Helena Huttemeyer. Um, I think there's one more. I just want, I don't want to leave somebody out here. So apologies for the delay on that. Uh, Cassandra Koch. Uh, Koch. Koch. Apologies, Cassandra. Um, you know, it's just a lot of young swimmers, not a single senior among them. And all of them are, uh, you know, in the hunt there for potentially winning state titles. Uh, on the girls' side in 6A swimming. So a couple young stock risers uh, there in the swim thing. Uh, and then Ryder Sprague of Westland Wrestling. Uh, he was the freshman who won a state uh, or a district title uh, for the Lions last week at 120 pounds, I believe. They won a lot of these weight classes, so they're starting to bleed together for me a little bit. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he, uh, er earlier in the season, you know, I talked to coach Kevin Keeney afterwards and he was telling me, you know, he didn't really have a great first tournament. Uh, he, then he got hurt and was kind of coming back from that for a while. Uh, but then he just really like rededicated himself in, in the, the practice room and, you know, just willed himself to, to a district title essentially, uh, so pretty cool to see and, you know, just a great way to start out a career, uh, you know, as as a freshman kind of going from a little nervous heading out onto the mats to, you know, celebrating a district title at the end of at the end of it all and going into state now. So just a pretty cool thing there um, from just some some young kids really raising their stocks i guess there's no other good good way to put it so that's why they're my stock risers this week um yeah so in all of that district stuff i've taken my eye off of basketball just a little bit um you know but i think westland boys are still uh really good <laughs> from what i can tell uh tualatin girls still seem to be pretty dang good in the three rivers league as well so that's kind of what i can Tell you right off the top, I did see Clackamas boys uh, play last week. Um, I didn't do a story on it. I was just kind of getting some photos and just hadn't seen them in a little while. And uh, they play right very close to my house. So I just took the night to go see them. Uh, they destroyed Reynolds. 
Um, you know, they're they're looking pretty good themselves, but they are, you know, they've kind of slipped back a little bit. Maybe it's kind of tough, odd to talk about them in the stock risers portion here uh, because they've sort of slid back after a 10-0 start to the season. Um, but this is still a dangerous team uh, that, that does a lot of things very well. They can shoot the ball super well, too. And against Reynolds, they started some kids who, you know, not played normally. They're not their normal starters. Uh, Peter Ahn is a kid in particular who just came out. Uh, he was handling the ball well. He was shooting well from beyond the arc. Um, so, you know, another younger guy, the team full of seniors, uh, that, that Clackamas team. But uh, Peter Ahn, he is a junior. Um you know, so not the youngest guy in the world, but one of the guys who will be back next year. And if he can still shoot like this next year, he's going to be one of the the solid guys to watch on that team going forward. So there's another stock riser for you from the basketball side of, of things. Now, speaking of basketball, has anybody got any games they're headed to this week that um, are worthy of recognition? I know that um, we're, this is a tough week for us from a basketball standpoint because we're so embroiled in the district uh, swimming event this weekend. I know that I'm um, still trying to figure out how to how to maybe do something with the Jesuit Tualatin girls game on Saturday night, which um, is a phenomenal game. I think it's uh, per the OSA rankings is one versus three, um, and and that'll be the first kind of uh, real test for Tualatin. I feel like since the holiday event in December. So that's a game I would love to see. Um, unfortunately, I will not be seeing that because I'll be watching swimming on Saturday night um, uh, in Beaverton. So uh, outside of that, I know that um, this Friday night, from my smaller school perspective, could be and likely will be a Banks-Corbett uh, uh, rematch, a third game between those two teams who split this year in the league. Uh, in the league, Coastal Range League play, and they will likely be playing Friday night uh, uh, in the league tournament championship game, uh, which would be really cool to see as well. And I actually I might end up catching that, depending on what's going on Friday night. Uh, they're playing that at Rainier High School, which is not a hop, skip, and a jump for me to get to. But um, um, I don't think, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but as I mapped it out earlier this week, I don't think I have too many big games this Friday night, to be honest. Uh, so that, that could be a game I am going to. And actually, the Banks boys are playing Seaside tomorrow night uh, at Seaside, which um, is is not a league game. It's more of a pickup game for the two of those teams, but uh, old league rivalry and a really, uh, really cool game to watch. I've gone down to Seaside and watched those two teams played many times, um, and I would love to go watch that game. And who knows? Maybe I'll do it. But uh, those two games, uh, the Jesuit uh, Tualatin girls game on Saturday night, big game. Obviously, a couple of big banks games this week. And outside of that, I think most of my big games going to be happening next week as the as the uh, kind of regular season winds down for for basketball. Do you guys have anything uh, maybe outside of wrestling or and or swimming, excuse me, that uh, is going on this week or this weekend that that is of note from the hoops standpoint? Well, yeah. I'm just going to jump in. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you were unmuted there, Tanner. I'm going to jump in anyway because I'm still talking and I've just got the floor now. Um <laughs> Oh, the the thing I was going to mention is that it's not just swimming that's going on this weekend that's throwing a wrench in all of this. I, you know, there's 5A wrestling districts going on as well. And I believe, you know, some of the other, I think 4A wrestling districts too. So that's another just fun little uh, thing to keep our eye on here. So really fun couple weekends for the, for the sports guys. Um, 
basketball wise, the one big thing that I'm just going to point out, um, Portland Waldorf is in the Valley 10 uh, league playoff, the boys team there. Uh, and if they, you know, this is the team I featured a few weeks ago, you know, having taken a couple years off uh, once after the pandemic started, they didn't play last year either. Uh, and now they're potentially going to clinch a first playoff spot for, I think, in 15 years, they haven't been to the playoffs. So, you know, just kind of a really cool thing coming up for the school. So they are playing Valor Christian on Thursday night at Multnomah University. I might slide by and check that one out uh, just to kind of see, because it'd be pretty cool to see, you know, a team snap a drought, uh, especially in the circumstances, you know, surrounding their season, uh, everything going on there. So, uh, if even if I don't get out to see it though, you know, just heck of a heck of a season from this team, you know, coming coming back out, uh, you know, to kind of no matter what happens from from this standpoint. But I don't know, they're they're a pretty good team, and I I, I think they they got a shot here. So I don't know, might just have to go check that out myself. But yeah, it's gonna be busy, busy, busy stuff with uh, wrestling and swimming going on this weekend. But Thursday night might have a little hoops, small school hoops action. Uh, then I go watch. Can okay, I Tanner, your turn. Great. Okay, cool. Um, so I will be at two games this week, and that'll be it. I will be at um, uh, Jervis High School. The girls' basketball team hosts Western Christian um, in the – I don't know if this – I think this is the second round of their of their league playoffs, but um, that should be a good game. Um Jervis ranked, well, when OSA wasn't busy updating their state rankings, I think they were ranked number four in the state, and and uh, Western Christian was uh, top five or, like, just outside of it. Like, this, these are two really good teams, um, Western Christian 20-5 and five overall, Jervis 21-3, and three, uh, and the only time they matched up this season, Jervis uh, handed them a 47-37 uh, defeat. So, I think um, I think Jervis probably gets it done and advances into that, you know, uh, league conference title game, um, which they probably should have already gotten because they finished their season 14 and 0. But you know, uh, league conference talk is for another time, uh, or league playoff talk. Um, so I will be there. That's at six tonight at Jervis High School. Um, should be pretty high level for uh, for two A basketball. If you're in the area, go check that out. And then tomorrow I'm going to head up to Multnomah University where the country Christian girls basketball team um, faces off against Open Door Christian Academy. Um, uh, country Christian, pretty good. They are 17-7 and seven overall, but 8-2 eight and t- eight and two in the Valley 10 League. Um, you know, just uh, putting a, together a solid second half of the season after a bunch of um, non-league defeats. Um, Open Door Christian, meanwhile, kind of on the other side. They're seven and eight overall, three and seven um, in league. So uh, I think Country Christian probably wins this, but I also haven't seen Country Christian play the girls team play this year. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what Coach Russ Halverson has cooked, um, you know, for this postseason. Um, those are the two games that I am going to go to tonight and tomorrow. So. Um, you know, if you're in the vicinity of either one of those, Jervis High School or Multnomah University tomorrow, um, you know, go check it out. It should be some fun basketball. Wait, so you're saying that 
we might have two people covering games at Multnomah University, 1A basketball. I love it. Can you, you know? believe it? Small school love. That's right. We do love the small schools here. Oh, yeah. And I'll get into a couple of those in a sec. But to bring it back to the, to the big boys and girls here, <laughs> you know, there's the league races for me have been pretty much decided. Uh, unfortunately, fortunately, kind of fortunately for me on a scheduling <laughs> basis, <laughs> you know, there there's not too much clashing for me, luckily. But uh, yeah, those races, you know, starting with the, the boys, uh, there is kind of one big game left uh, that I hopefully will be attending on Friday. Lincoln boys are playing the Cleveland boys. Uh, Lincoln is 13 and 0 in PILA. Cleveland is in second at 10 and 3. Uh, so they've each got three league games left. Uh, you know, Lincoln, they win this, they clinch it. If they lose, they still got a two game cushion. Uh, but you never know. I mean, Lincoln's uh, schedule finishes out uh, Cleveland and then they play Benson, who's in third. And then Lincoln plays uh, Wells to close out the season. And Wells has you know, a couple league upsets under their belt, so can't really count them out. But yeah, you know, Friday, if Lincoln can go in and and be Cleveland, they'd wrap this up. And, you know, this Lincoln team is, you know, you heard it a couple of weeks ago, Jed Ty believes this could be a championship potential team that, you know, reach that game and play West Lynn. You know, they are very good. You know, I think Wade's seen them a couple of times against Beaverton. But, uh, you know, this, especially this Cleveland game, because they beat Cleveland, the, their first league game happened December 16th, you know, PIL does this weird thing every year. They play a, they they squeeze in one league game before uh, the winter break, and then, of course this one happened to be probably the two best teams when they put it on December sixteenth. Uh, it was only a five point game, sixty nine sixty four. So, you know these two teams are completely different. You know this was before each of them competed in the Les Schwab tournament. Uh, completely different teams. Now they're playing. That's it is two months pretty much almost to the date. February seventeenth is when they're going to play a second time. So. Interesting scheduling, but either way, uh, Lincoln wants some revenge on Cleveland from last year. You know, a lot of these Lincoln kids are the same kids last year that lost to Cleveland, I believe, three times. Yeah, they lost to them twice, PIL, and then they lost to them in the second round of the state tournament. So Lincoln would love to get some revenge on Cleveland and kind of reinforce that this is our year um, and we're kind of on this path path to try to get to a state title. Uh, so that's a big one there. On the girls' side, it's been decided uh benson and jefferson girls played a fantastic game last week that i saw uh, olivia hink won the game with the buzzer for benson uh, just benson was leading the whole time and then jefferson came back took a, took the lead on a couple of free throws uh, but then left too much time left seven seconds and olivia went down and hit a layup with the buzzer uh just a great environment great game but that solidified this league title for benson who's 13 and 0 uh, two games up on Jefferson in second. Uh, Cleveland should take third. They're ten and three. Uh, that's been decided. <laughs> that on the girls' side, it, it's not as uh, a, there's clear distinctions between all these teams. No one, no one is tied in record if you look up and down that uh, league standings on the girls. Uh, also, girls, you know, you've got Central Catholic on the girls' side who is likely going to make uh, the state playoffs. They're not in the top three of the Mount Hood, but been firmly in the rankings to be making it there and the central catholic boys uh they should be taking third as well um 
believe they've beaten Clackamas twice now. They might have only played him once, but uh, they've lost twice to Barlow and Gresham, who were the top two teams, and Barlow's beat Gresham a couple of times. So that Mount Hood, you know, it's a very good conference, but I think it's largely been decided at this point, you know. And plus, you get to this part of the year, you see the rankings, you're like, okay, yeah, a league title's cool, but we're going to the playoffs. So it didn't really matter too much. Uh, but yeah. That's the big game for me on Friday to see if they can go. Uh, and, you know, I've got a couple small school notes. Uh, big one is Manor House Christian Academy. Uh, they have they won the Northwest League regular season title, essentially, which, uh, you know, the way they set it up, their league tournament, this gives Manor House, you know, no matter if they lose their league title, they're going to be going to the state playoffs. So that's going to be great for them. They're currently the number one ranked team. Uh, into a they're going to be the one seed if they can kind of finish this out so it's gonna be interesting to see how far they can go i know last year they made made the playoffs as a i believe a 13 or 14 seed and they only lost by a few points to regis in the first round so that's gonna be interesting to team to see in the two-way level uh i really got to give some love to uh, the open door christian boys as well 14 and 0 league season uh, the way they've set up their league tournament they've automatically got the birth to uh to state which is the first time ever for that program um and the osa rankings are not updating right now it says everyone's zero but i'm pretty sure before then i saw them at number three so kind of incredible to make the playoffs for the first time and you're going to be the number three seed in the 32 team bracket so it's going to be fun to kind of follow open doors journey as well see you know if they can make it one for one in terms of playoffs and state titles this year that would be really ridiculous and fun story to watch so keep an eye on those two uh those two small school boys team it's interesting speaking of small schools i mean i'm just kind of looking through all these dates right now and and uh, you know as all you can attest there's like so much going on right now right with uh everything winding down with swimming and wrestling you know most of us have uh all of us have you know multiple leagues essentially that we're we're dealing with and so <laughs> it's just kind of like your head spins in regards to like what how trying to keep up with everything that's going on but like i'm looking at this right now so the 3a 1a and 3a you know there's their, their state playoffs start tuesday um next tuesday the 21st and and their second round is the is the you know the following friday you know again we talked earlier about how i'm not sure if it was on the pod or just before about the conflicts with the state wrestling meet and then potentially some uh, really big basketball games on friday night and uh, that could be my case as well with the 3A because Banks, in all likelihood, will be playing a second round playoff game on that Friday night. Um, and I'm sure everybody else who has small schools might run into the same problem. So, hey, uh, poor us, woe is us, uh, I suppose. And uh, as we go into this next, <laughs> next, and actually, we should also account for the fact that all of us will probably be, well, it just this doesn't apply to to some of us we can get into that here in a minute but um uh mo- most of us uh will likely be sick sometime in a week from now too because uh hanging out in a, a humid uh warm swimming center with hundreds of people uh not awesome in regards to uh winter uh, uh bugs flying around and even worse uh, mowing around the state wrestling meet uh, where I suspect that every disease that's walked the earth uh, 
is in that back room beneath the bleachers uh, where all those kids are warming up and hanging out prior to heading out to their matches. So uh, good luck, everyone. And uh, let's see who can't get sick in the next uh, week to 10 days. I'm just going to drink a lot of orange juice. That, that'll prevent it, right? Sure. Give it a shot. I mean, vitamins, OJ. Nothing uh, alcohol. Yeah. I mean, Urgency. name it. Regular alcohol. <laughs> I mean, what, I'm, saving, I'm saving that what, for after, for when we're what, done with all of this crap. What, whatever, whatever works, whatever gets through it. But uh, yeah, should be uh, good times and potentially bad stemming from uh, the next couple of weeks. However, on that note, uh, does anybody else have anything to add or are we done? I have one thing to add. Speaking of done, Tanner. Yeah. Yeah. Put a fork in me, baby. Um, Friday is uh, Friday is my last day working for Pamplin. Um, I am going to uh, go to greener pastures, um, drink darker beers, um, relax in comfier couches. Uh, so I just wanted to, I don't know, who cares? Like I'm like, I'm, I'm stepping away um, and it's going to be fun uh, to like have evenings and weekends back for a little bit. Uh, but it's been fun to work with you guys. Uh, it was Wade. It was fun when we were working together from 2017 to 19. It's been fun again now. Um, Austin and Andy, it's been a good time. But like the listeners don't care. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm done after Friday. So Godspeed, God bless, and good night. Oh, the listeners care. care, man. Come on, the listeners care. And even if they don't, I don't care about them right now if they don't care about my boy tanner then you know we got some words that we're gonna exchange but yeah tanner i just want to say it's been great working with you too and you know looking forward to seeing where your career takes you and where life takes you man uh thanks for working with us and being with us and doing this podcast with us yeah hopefully it takes you to some blazer games you know, and hopefully they win those games. I'm not going to ask for too much. Right, yeah. So hopefully you can at least just go to Blazer games. Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right, on that note, we all wish Tanner well in his uh, future endeavors. Uh, uh, it's been great. We talked about it. Uh, he talked about it. And uh, off to greener pastures, quote, unquote. On that note, from the sidelines, done and done for this week. And we will see you all next week. Thank you.